1: Mr. Happy Living here, and I'm happy to be broadcasting from WITV7 in the beautiful Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey friends, imagine how you'd feel living your life, doing work you love, with people you love, in places you love, and all the while creating something of real value to others. It's what I call a life of significance, and I can tell you it's a very exciting life, And so can Dr. Stephanie Rimka. And she's my guest star today. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the Something Significant show.
2: Hi, Matt. I am so happy to be here. And boy, I wish I was actually just sitting on that porch with you because it's gorgeous. I'm happy just looking at it.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Well, tell our audience what you're doing these days to leave your mark of significance on the world.
2: Well, I'm a practicing holistic uh, functional medicine. I'm a chiropractor and I'm board certified in neurofeedback. So I've been practicing for 20 years, um, serving, uh, you know, my journey has kind of been interesting, but autism, learning disorders, and other brain-based disorders that lead to mental health diagnoses uh, in children and adults. Uh, My family was impacted by this. It was pretty significant in in how I develop. So I've been practicing 20 years seeing patients, but I've also developed e-courses and I'm trying to break into retreats. And it's a um, fascinating time right now as we see mental health uh, Mm -hmm. issues exponentially skyrocketing. And um, for some reason, I seem to love the hopelessness kind of cases. Mm. (laughs) I like the ones that nobody thinks they can help. And I'm kind of take a stand to say, oh, no, we're going to do this. And I'm not, you're not a throwaway person. And, and let's get this done.
1: Give us just a little feeling for what your vitalistic mission is, because it looks like you've studied all kinds of things around this issue of trying to help people improve.
2: Yeah, overall, um, I think the vitalistic principle comes from, you know, you aren't You're divine, we are all divine beings, we aren't born, we are born to be healthy, happy, vibrant, joyful, blissful creators, not consumers, not in the, the story of Western allopathic medicine is that you have some genetic defect or some autoimmune attacking issue. You were born broken. You need to be, you know, pipelined into the pharmaceutical world of basically from in utero practically until the day you die. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe in that. Everything to me is reversible, curable, you know, curable, even though that word is literally banned you know, you can't say cure in medicine and chiropractic and anything with the World Health Organization, FDA, CDC, that's like a banned word that has been banned forever. We're not allowed to say it. I don't know what is more reprehensible or disgusting to somebody, particularly with a mental health issue to tell them there are no cures available. You are stuck with your life. You must take all these medications and that's it. So I'm of the standpoint of when you get into it, because my nephew was autistic and I had to start figuring out how to help him, that mental health is really all about brain health. And anything that impacts the brain is what I had to learn. And of course, that goes into the gut, that goes into, I mean, just the environment. I mean, you just name it, mitochondria. You've kind of got to end up learning a little bit about all of it and working with good partners and other good clinicians to really bring the best team to each individual person that you see. Oh, that's great. All right, Stephanie, so I'd like our audience to get
1: to know you better through the prism of our happy formula. So capacity plus purpose equals happy. So let's start with the first element of the formula. What are your personal practices for building your capacity? Whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, financial, emotional, in other words, what do you do to create the capacity you need to take good care of yourself and your loved ones and still have plenty left over to give to others? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I pretty much think of it from sunrise to sunup. That's all I do. <laughs> it's like too many to list, Matt, because again, health is one of my top three values for my personal person, as well as my business. Yeah. So, um, and interestingly enough, I see all of those as one thing, except it's interesting, the financial, I I'm having a hard time bridging that in a holistic manner. That's probably my biggest struggle. Uh, but so the physical, mental, you know, spiritual and emotional to me are all the same thing. They're all coming from the same place. So mm-hmm. I've been meditating almost every day for 20 some years. I do a tremendous amount of, um, brain, neuromodulation types, therapies, and d- devices, and gadgets that I have. I use a lot of light, electricity, magnetism to upregulate my brain performance. I do a lot of vagal tone exercises, things like gargling, humming, singing. So I'm all about trying to get my nervous system into rest and digest in a ready, neutral state. Um, I sauna, hot sauna every day. I I would say lift weights right now. I'm using the X3 bar to, you want to build muscle. You want to create yeah. resilience, cold therapy, cold showers, ice, uh, dunking. These are strong things that I do. I'm outside in nature every morning. I'm outside in the sun every day. (laughs) I -hmm. take a lot of time. I do a a strong supplement regimen that's working on my mitochondrial health. Um, so I do, that's my capacity. I put a lot into being, being strong, ready, capable. I prioritize my sleep like like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. I care about what I put into my body. So my brain is balanced and strong. So there's a lot that I, I actually do. I It's fun to me. And also right now, well, you know what I'm working on is community and fun. Hmm. So that's through a lot of- big. Yeah, it's big. And I think a lot of us um, that like really honor and prize intellectualism and service mm-hmm. and giving to others. And if we're in any kind of care job, social workers, teachers, doctors, clinicians, of any sort, we can get lost in reading, research, new learning, you know, and forgetting like- Because what we do is serious. We forget sometimes we need to have fun ourselves. We need to play a little bit more. And then it makes our ability to serve and give and care for others exponentially better. So that's what an active thing I'm working on, getting together with friends and allowing myself to have some fun again. Uh, That's great. All right. Before we move on to purpose, let's talk about
1: an amazing capacity building concept called Kaizen, my favorite word in the world. And it's a Japanese idea that small incremental improvements add up over time to yield great big results. As a personal practice, it means there's always something you can do better tomorrow than you did today. And I love it because it keeps me moving forward in some way every single day. So can you share how you apply the concept of Kaizen to your work or, your, or to physical skills or to spiritual practices or any capacity you're wanting to improve?
2: Yeah, you know, again, I think that kind of falls into what I already do. Um, I'm one of those, you know, learning junkies to where I've got a podcast or a book going from like almost pre-sun up <laughs> to sundown. So I make sure just information, education is, is kind of a constant. So I'm always getting a little bit better as a clinician. There's always going to be a, a new gem, a new tool, a new solution that some other clinician, scientist or researcher has figured out because I cannot know it all. So I, that is a way clinically, I'm constantly in webinars, podcasts, this and that to up level my clinical game. Um, something that I'm actually been working on is, again, in the idea of having fun and learning new skills and challenging myself. I'm kind of, my son is 15 and he's been into survivalist stuff. Like Mm -hmm. since he was very, he came into this earth wanting to know all the things about nature and wanting to be that kind of man. So it's stuff I don't know anything about. And because of him, I want to get into his world. i try to learn little things about this and I've actually learned, God, I, I, I want to feel more competent and capable in any situation that happens. I want to be able to know how to do things that I don't know how to do. So two things like I'm learning to do right now, um, and I don't necessarily enjoy them. Uh, I go to the shooting range. I learn firearms and the practice of, um, and I'm learning, I just got a lock picking set. So I'm learning how to pick locks. Now talk about a little Kaizen thing, right? Yep. No. What why would I sit in my bed last night and I'm like, ooh, the new things. i can learn how to pick locks. There's it's good focus. for your brain. It's good for the brain. There's focus, there's discipline, there's the mechanical understanding and getting better and, and tracking time. So some people want to do Sudoku or I don't yeah. want to do types of things. And then it's an applicable skill. If there's a situation that I need to pick <laughs> locks, I'm gonna know how to do it. And but what's go ahead. So I was
1: going to say what's interesting, folks, is when in Stephanie's response, this is just a natural part of the way she lives her life. And if you actually do that Kaizen every day, it's not like you're doing something big. It's just a small little thing that you're doing that becomes a part of your life. And over time, it makes this great big change.
2: I would have never known like... Cause I didn't know that word Kaizen and I, I wouldn't have noticed that I was actually doing little things to be honest. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you have a goal, where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to be able to put, do more pull-ups or more pushups or I want to get more muscle. Then, you know, you're hitting, you got a schedule, you're mm-hmm. doing the weights, whatever. I can see that being obvious, but it was an, it's an interesting question. So it made me think, mean, like, well, what am I doing? But I will say going to the shooting range is one of those two, because once I've learned, like, actually it's an, inc- it's all about controlling your breath. It's all about controlling your vagus and your nervous system because it's loud, it's hot, it's uncomfortable. I don't actually think it's fun, but it but the ability to control my body and my breathing to get to the point where I can control what's actually happening. Yeah. It, it, there's a meditative State to it. And I'm getting into that. And so it's just a skill set that I want to have. And I'm looking at it. I might want to compete in tactical competitive games one day. So I'm just, that's my little small thing. I'm just going to keep, keep trucking away at it and see if I can get good at it, you know? Awesome. All right.
1: Let's discuss the element number two of the happy formula. In my second book, Turning Inspiration into Action, I explore the idea that major life transformations or discovery of purpose often comes through devastation. Addictions, disease, death, disaster, some big crisis shakes your life. But I've used a happier way and discovered my purpose through inspiration. So how about you, Stephanie? Was there a specific moment or event or crisis or some inspiration that revealed to you the
2: purpose you were meant to live? You know, on the one hand, I could say no. Or I could say, well, Matt, there's like 25. Mm. Like, I don't like, how would you want me to pick? So I do think I, I have memories from before I was two years old. So I can tell very vivid, vivid stories of all kinds of things that happened in my childhood. And I really did come in here knowing what I was supposed to do. Mm. I was I was very aware of, of my surroundings. I could feel other people's feelings. I knew what they were thinking. I knew I wanted to, uh, you know, very young, kind of like save everything from the insects to the animals to the, like I was the rescuer saver. I can fix it. I did bug surgery. I tried to like do surgeries on crushed bugs. I was trying to, I would bring the dead, you know injured animals off the street that were hit by it. Like, mommy, what can I do? You know, like that kind of kid, okay. And it just was there. I just Mm -hmm. kind of always knew service helping was what I was supposed to do. And I didn't exactly know the capacity of that. I pretty young kind of figured out whether it is from societal conditioning, I'm going to be a doctor, um, And there were so many things along the way that kind of let me know it was going to be more holistic and away from the allopathic route, like too many to to tell. But I will say like, what, maybe I knew that because when I was in utero with my mom, a crisis happened to her. Of course, Hmm. the baby feels all of that. My father robbed a bank and went to prison. So, yeah. I didn't see
1: that in my research. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're making making news.
2: Not on my website. Um, It's not a secret, but you know, so at seven months oh. in utero, the FBI came in, you know, I was hearing all of that. I was feeling all of that looking yeah. for my father. So my mother was in crisis, you know, pregnant with her fourth baby with three little ones you know, seven and under, and the husband's gone. And, and what am I going to do? Right. So I think I came in already with the get-go of, I'm going to help. I'm going to fix this. Don't worry. I got it. And mm-hmm. I did everything I can. To, to work really hard and make my life mean something.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's,
2: so, that's, that's great.
1: Um, talk just a little bit about you. I know I read that at 15, 16 years of age, you had a, your first chiro- chiropractic experience. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. nothing has ever been the same again, I think as what you wrote. So was that, was that a moment or an experience when, that led you into this actual practice that you ended up taking up for your life?
2: Yeah, it actually was a little bit longer. So at 16, um, I had an injury um, from kind of a stupid thing I did after a, in a soccer game moment. And my best friend, you know, I was in a lot of pain and then on the drugs and I hated that. And I went, like, oh, what do I do? My best friends, why don't you go see my brother? And he's like, I'm like, why? And she's like, because he's a chiropractor. I'm like, what's that? I told my mom she had been to one. So she's like, yeah, let's go. And it was you know, amazing. I felt good. He basically, I looked at it through 16 through 18 years old, basically just turning me into like an unbreakable super athlete. I would get adjusted before my games. I would get adjusted after my games. I could mm-hmm. play. I'm like, Keith, just, I had him thrown in joints. I could get away from anything. I didn't listen to what he says you need a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Pop it back in. I got a game. You know, mm-hmm. it was a little bit kind of helped me just be a lunatic on, on the field, now, that being said, I, I would go when I hurt and I would kind of stop and I would go and which to very typical uh, chiropractic patient. It was after school and after I graduated college that I was coming back to him. Um, I broke my back in college mm-hmm. and in a soccer game, which mm-hmm. led to a lot of chronic problems. And I, I never really fully was able to come back and, and go collegiate again. Um, but thanks to Keith in chiropractic, I avoided surgery, I avoided paralysis and all kinds of things. So. I was saying to him, and I was working with uh, schizophrenics in a mental hospital at the time and trying to decide, did I really want to do the medical school route? I was really struggling with with pharmaceuticals and what I was seeing and with the schizophrenics. And I said to Keith, I said, no, my pain is gone and all that, Keith. But but when I think back to this from when I was 16 to now at 22, when I'm getting adjusted, I'm so much happier. Hmm. Like, why is that? It can't just be the pain. I I don't think that's what it is. Can you explain that to me? And then he started breaking down the nervous system and the brain and the afferent and efferent and sensory and motor, and just started getting to all of this whole thing and talking about innate intelligence and the light coming down and all. I I was literally like kind of mind blown. And in that moment, I said, wait a minute, are you telling me then the schizophrenics need to be adjusted? He's like, yes. I was like, that's Mm. what I'm going to do. Hmm. Right. And so I okay. made the decision right there. And I was, I moved in a few months later. I said, Where do I go? He said, Atlanta. I said, Okay. And six months later, I packed up and moved. And I was enrolled in grad school. And it was all because I wanted to um, help schizophrenics, bipolar, the mentally ill people who were locked in this hospital where I was. And I was watching the horrific treatments, and disregard, and rape, and abuse. And I, I was like, this, There's got to be a better way. And that led into drug addiction also it was pretty much kind of a, I want to make sure nobody ends up in, in prison. So that's what I'm trying to do.
1: That's awesome. And that's how you turn inspiration into action, folks, right there. Okay, Stephanie, let's take a commercial break because I want to tell everyone about three things. An online course that helps people discover their purpose and then design their life around it and how they can save a hundred bucks on the enrollment fee. living here i love good things made for good people that's why i love happy living's online e-course it's an eight week long deep dive into you and the inspired life you want to live the life you were put here on this earth to live the one that you and only you can live eight weeks of lectures and ideas and topics and supporting materials and powerful self-improvement tools all designed for you. All designed to help you create the tools and the power and the confidence you need to discover your purpose and to discover the life you were meant to live and to feel incredibly inspired and motivated to decide you will live your life to its fullest. It's all designed to help you create the unique, and distinct philosophy of you and your inspired life. Go to happyliving.com, select our e-course, and save a hundred bucks with promo code WITV7. And for every enrollment, I'll donate another hundred bucks to WITV7. For three hundred dollars and about thirty hours, I promise you'll never, ever be the same again. And we're back and this is the something significant show and i'm matt gersper hey friends we created our e-course just for you to help you create the space you need to become self-inspired to achieve your own greatness on your own terms and to leave your very own mark of significance on the world in just eight weeks from today we could be celebrating the new you but for now let's get back to our guest star dr stephanie Remke. Stephanie, I recently stumbled upon an article called The Science Behind the Power of Giving. It was on livescience.com. And it seems that the act of giving itself can be a gateway to discovering your reason for being on this planet. It says there's compelling scientific data that supports the notion that giving one's time, talents, and treasures is a powerful pathway to discovering purpose, transcending difficulties, and finding fulfillment in life. So I've updated our formula. Capacity plus purpose plus giving equals really happy. So what do you think, Stephanie, from your own life experience, has giving your time, talents, and treasures been a powerful pathway for discovering your purpose and transcending the difficulties you've faced and for bringing about fulfillment and meaning into your life.
2: Well, yeah, like I said earlier, for me, service is, is the pathway to true happiness. It's not dopamine hits. It's not pleasure, you know, mm-hmm. rewards. Um, and, and that's for me. And I don't know, I, I do think there's a generalization for all of humanity that service is kind of the way through. Um, I think it's actually comical and interesting that humans would need to do a research study, you know, with functional MRIs to show something that primal cultures have been showing forever. Mm -hmm. You know, that communities, you don't need to be involved in organized charities because what communities have always done is take care of each other. Mm -hmm. So giving and service can just be the way you live your life. And doesn't, I'm, I will have to say as a kid who grew up really poor and would be given the, uh, the, the, you know, the Christmas baskets and the free food bank things at times and seen as, you know, the rich people coming in to give us the free stuff so they could feel good about themselves is a little bit of a different take that I like to remind people, please don't be doing that. So you can like, like it's a tough thing. Like some people do service so they can feel good, right? Because it's true. They will feel good. It actually is good for you. It is healthy it, it'll heal you. One of the primary prescriptions. So shall we say that I give to my chronic depression patients is to volunteer. That's actually one of the strongest routes mm-hmm. to them starting to feel good about themselves because that depression that low energy and this that level of worthlessness you know sometimes it's hard to convince them that they can do anything and i'm like yeah. can you read a book yeah and they're like yeah i'm like so can you read a book to a bunch of five year olds in a hospital mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah i'm like there you go cuz mm-hmm. i guarantee you the kids in the oncology ward would love you coming in every thursday reading books so it is a prescription to get out of that but there is a fine balance for me to so the type of giving and charity work i do i like to be very invisible because i know what it was like um, I don't want anybody to say thank you to me. Yeah. I don't want them to know about it, yeah. you know, and I went to Catholic school. So this was a, you know, a part of the service and the Beatitudes and what you did was very much a part of the way I was raised. Yeah. And there's actually a saint, uh, a young teenage girl where she became a saint. And then again, I always wonder, well, how does anybody know this? And so I think they just made the whole thing up, but that's okay. But her whole thing was that she did all these kind things in secret, and, and would help and pick up and encourage in this. So that was kind of my way. I always wanted to protect and defend the weak and the vulnerable. And I was always kind of that person. And um, so yeah, giving is the solution, but I don't think it always just comes down to money in these large organizations. I really would like us to rethink that and, and start bringing it right into the home and into the neighborhood and into the yeah. community.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's great. And And the other thing, it's not just money that takes me to the next question. So the science is talking about giving and giving can just be giving what you have too much of. And that's not that's not that big a deal. But I've experienced how the real magic of life comes from the fourth element of significance, which is doing work that creates value for others. And the magic is not from getting more, but from giving more, but it's more than just the giving that you've been talking about. What I've learned is when you're giving from living in your purpose, Mm -hmm. that's where the magic is. So Stephanie, how does it make you feel when you're giving to others service, as you say, from your work, living in your purpose? And a client responds by writing something like this quote, I had complex PTSD and was unable to focus and felt like my life was over. Dr. Remco was patient, kind, went over and beyond what any other provider has ever done, Finally, I've shifted and turned a corner in my life. I believe in myself again, and I am ready to face the world with a much more resilient attitude. She continues, Stephanie's strong and loving presence is a gift, and her commitment to her patience is unwavering. What does that do for you?
2: Oh, uh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Um, thank you for that, and thank you for the... <laughs> See the animals agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, that was really that was really unexpected. Thank you, honestly, thank you. So I think a lot of what I do, I often don't. I I just you don't really, I don't really take it in, right? Because it's just what I'm here to do. It's my job. It's not even a job. It's a it's a calling, right? Mm -hmm. So my vocation is not a job. My profession, and that's what I want for everybody. So how does that make me feel? Makes me feel like I have purpose. Mm-hmm. And again, for me, it's like, I want my life to mean something. I, that was ever since a little girl, like I need to make my breathing of oxygen matter. Yep. Like, I cannot be a consumptive parasite, right? I have got to create and contribute. That's yes. what I have always felt. Now that also meant as a young child, you know, which is why I'm so good with them. You always question, should you even have been born? Hmm. Right. Like there's that there's a fine line between what I just said and dealing with chronic feelings of worthlessness and having to prove you deserve to exist Hmm. at the same time. So there's a balance. And again, this is what I see with patients. So I don't want anybody to hear that and and think, okay, then you you have to do something huge or create some massive thing in life. It is all about whatever you're born good at. Yes, you are born. You have been given gifts. I don't care if it's basketball, football, singing or being a doctor, whatever that is, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, somebody being a surgeon is I mean, can imagine if Adele had gone into surgery, What a travesty that would have (laughs) been for the world if Michael Jordan was teaching math. You know what but, I mean? Like, but, how ridiculous does that sound? But there are gen- you are supposed to express your genius. And yes. your genius might be being the world's greatest housewife. Your genius 100%. might be being a gardener. Your genius might be being a virologist. I don't know. I am doing what I was born to do at this stage in my life. Absolutely. Healthcare, holistic, mental health, dealing with the discarded and, and, and downtrodden, the untouchables. That's what I was here to do, period. Mm. I have no question. And so that's, that's purpose. That's where my joy is. I don't really need to hear the information back, but I'm like, good. I'm glad I'm like able to do what I'm supposed to do. But I know that just like Jordan was supposed to play basketball. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And what's, what's interesting about it is when you're, I've got a young daughter, that, my youngest daughter, she's an amazing artist, but it's easy for her. So she doesn't give it credit. Yeah. And that that's, you know, I think people get stuck, but you need to follow exactly that, what you are good at, what you enjoy, what you love, move towards that and see if, if over time you can build more and more of your life around it. That's and so if you great. can get paid for
2: doing it, then... Yep. Uh, that's the sky's the limit. You always can get paid for doing it, yeah. right? And yeah. I think this is where some people feel guilty yeah. for like, I'm getting get paid for my passion or my hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Why do you wanna go do a job you hate and do the hobby only on Saturday and Sunday? I mean, exactly. So, what you're talking about. Yeah. so
1: what's interesting is purpose and giving combined to make this great big happy circle. Giving your time and talents and treasures is a powerful pathway to finding your purpose. And giving from living in your purpose brings about this profound joy in your life, giving leads to purpose and giving from purpose leads to joy. How beautiful is that? Yeah. And that's the great, big, amazing magic of the happy formula. Capacity plus purpose plus giving equals happy to the third power. And that's really, truly, deeply happy. And that explains why Stephanie Rimka is so damn happy. Isn't that right, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah.
2: And you know, my middle name is joy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I grew up hating it. Because it seemed soft and weak, yeah. okay? I was, ve- I was very much a, like a tomboy and like living in the culture of all things feminine or bad, all things girls, you know, uh, don't want to run like a girl, throw like a girl, punch like a girl, right? We still, we criticize the girl, right? The feminine. And joy just seemed so soft, you mm-hmm. know? And at, and it became then my challenge as I learned through college and went through some, some, after the breaking my back and some rough depression over that and everything that went on that I took on saying, I'm going to learn to love this word. I'm going to learn to love this name. I'm going to learn to take it on. You know, there's a reason my mom did that. Mm -hmm. It's not a mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, when I understood, and as an adult saying that was probably some of the least joyful time of her entire life and I was one of her only kids that was born extremely sick and had to stay in ICU. And we weren't, they weren't even sure I was going to make it. She's mm. like, yeah, I had to leave you in a hospital. That was weird. Like, mm. what do you mean? I'm not taking the baby home, really? you know? So I really took that on Matt to like, say it is about joy. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel joy. You're going to, and it took yeah. me work. I, I was not like a light and easy kind of kid. I was very cynical. I didn't believe in things. I thought it, you know, I, I, it took work for me to be like, I believe in hope and miracles and fairies and unicorns and rainbows. Mm. And I do. And that's the space I hold for all my patients.
1: Oh, that's great. Good stuff. Okay. But we need to wrap things up. So let's do a lightning round. I love reading one of my favorite quotes and then just respond telling us what it means to you. The very first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. This is from Shanti. A total acceptance of yourself brings about a total transcendence of yourself.
2: Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, that really is remembering your God source, you know, and this whole journey is about remembering you're not separate, you know, from the universe or God, you are the universe, you are Mm -hmm. God. And that is what I'm still working on to remember, like, I'm that powerful, I'm that light. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fractal part of the holographic existence of, of light source. So that's what I think of.
1: That's great.
2: Okay, this one's from H.
1: Jackson Brown. Sometimes the heart sees what is invisible to the eyes.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, it, yeah, that's, that's how I live my life. I mean, we are all given the gift of being able to sense everything around us. The electromagnetic field, that's, you know, everything. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's there. The information is there, you know, I'm communicating, you and I, our electromagnetic fields are intermingling, yeah. all the information's there, I can sense if you're a good guy or a creep from afar, right, you don't even have to say a word. At the end of my
1: uh, e-course, I think in week, week seven or week eight, I actually use those exact words, you don't need to learn any, anything more, you already know everything there is to know, we just have to let ourselves remember it. Receive it, remember Receive it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. This is a sports one. Cause I know you're a sports sports woman from John Wooden sports. Don't reveal character. I'm sorry. Backwards. Sports yeah. don't build character. They
2: reveal it. Yeah. I, well, I love team sports. I loved competing. I mean, and let me, and I'll tell you what, Oh, I eventually I was good. I was very good. I was a star player. I was a high scorer. I was this and that I prefer defense and I prefer assists. I, as I started getting older and older, I liked to be the one that could take the shittiest player. Oh, I swore. I hope that's okay. And I would say, it's okay. They're new. I said, oh, no, I got you. You, you, you stick with me. And, and I just, oh, every time, shoot, shoot. And just set them up, box everybody. I love mm-hmm. that. I loved it. I yeah. love watching people win. And if I can make somebody win, it's so much better than winning myself. I love a Magic Johnson, those magical give. I mean, I would watch that and say, that's what I'm trying to do. That's Mm. what I'm trying to do. Because when they win, we all win. You know, I I like to build. I'm a builder. I'm a I'm like a I just I like to cheer people and 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 make them. So anyway, that's what I think of. I I do miss it. I haven't, you know, gotten I don't have that in my life anymore. And I I do.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned magic and that goes back to doing it with a smile, having
2: fun. Oh, he yeah. did it. And he so was having loose. so
1: much fun. There's so awesome. lo-
2: all those guys. That's our topic. Look, look at Jordan. Look at magic. Look at, look at how <laughs> well, they Jordan worked. was, Jordan was intense. Magic was, no, but he, but in his best games, you, you yeah. so loose as a goose and he would yeah, start yeah. laughing once he oh, got yeah. past, once he got past the pistons, he had that chip <laughs> on his shoulder. Once he got past them, he relaxed, he relaxed.
1: All right, this one's from, this is the show anchor quote. Whatever is from Goth, whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now.
2: Yeah. Providence always moves too. Mm-hmm. You need to start jumping without parachutes. You need to follow the energy that's telling you to do it. It's it, 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 sometimes you've got to just F fear, kick through the door open, and just do it yep. based on your heart. It makes you happy. It's either a hell yes or it's a hell no. When something's a hell yes, you must move. Providence will move too. Right on. You know the quote. Yeah.
1: Okay. And now, folks, it's your turn. If you can hear my voice and you were inspired by today's show with Stephanie Rimka, please share a little love with our wonderful broadcast team and donate what you can to WITV7. They're a 501c3 charity on a mission to educate, empower, and encourage. They do good works with your kindness. Stephanie, I love the optimism and simplicity of your medical philosophy, that you show sick people how to get well and well people how to get optimized. And I admire your enthusiasm for teaching others how to create abundant health so they're empowered to expand physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I'm so very happy you shared your powerful voice on our show. Would you take just a minute or two and share any parting
2: remarks that you'd like to leave our audience. Well, Matt, thank you. It was super fun. I, I am. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really glad we did this and you made me talk about some things. So I'm going to blame you right there. <laughs> you made me talk about some things. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, and I'm grateful to have, you know, feeling some of these emotions. I feel a lot of gratitude. I feel a lot of happiness and joy right now. And you took me a little bit down memory lane. So Uh, What I would like to leave people with is a lot of what I just said, that um, please don't buy into the narrative that there's something wrong with you. Please don't buy into the narrative that your body or brain is deranged and inherently malfunctioning, that something's wrong with your, your family line of genetics, something's wrong with your neurotransmitters, something's wrong with your immune system. It is not true. You are a divine creature. You are consciousness that's just manifested in a small period of time to be physical matter in this reality that Mm -hmm. might make sense to people, might not. You are a being of light. I look at you as a light being, electromagnetic pulses that is communicating with the universe. And all my job is to do is to give you a little bit of input of energy that you might need or remove some type of barrier or toxin in your way that could be a chemical it could be a relationship it could be a thought form wave Mm -hmm. so however i'm supposed to come in there whether it's chelating mercury out of a child's brain or chelating a thought pattern that you've had since you were a child that's what i'm going to do and you can heal everything you heal you you are divine and nothing's wrong
1: beautiful thank you stephanie and I also wanna thank WITV7 for hosting and promoting our show so we can keep interviewing inspiring guests like Stephanie and reaching folks like you out there ready to create your own extraordinary lives. A special thank you to our sponsors, The Philosophy of You and Your Inspired Life and Happy Living. Remember, I'll donate hundred bucks for each and every enrollment using promo code WITV7. So tell all your friends too. go to happyliving.com select our e-course and enroll together as a group. And most especially, thank you viewers and listeners. You'll find links to websites and social media and all things Dr. Stephanie Remka. Find her, friend her, take her online, her free online course called Immune Booster, I just did, and sign up for her retreat into the wild of South Africa. I'm thinking about it. And shop her new store in her store for what she calls Remka legit gear. It's all on her website, brain That's all one word, brainandbodysolutions.com solutions.com. From me to you, dear friends, I love you and I want you to be happy. I want you to live your life to its fullest, to believe as I do, that a better self is always possible today and every day for the rest of our lives. I hope you're feeling very motivated and super confident and really bold too and ready to take action to start moving along your path the one that's waiting just for you because that's where you're going to make your unique and distinct mark of significance on the world and the world needs for you to hear, needs for you to do it till next time i'm matt gersper you are awesome and this is the something significant show and we're
0: out